Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, man, what a uh, what a twofer we have here. We have the the two Halloween episodes together. I know it's it's August, but don't worry, I will have some halloween plans for the october season of the show but in the meantime we have these two to hold us over until we get to the absolute greatest month of the entire year october for many reasons including that october is my birthday month so of course i'm a little biased Uh, i think everybody likes their birthday month at least slightly unless you were born in december or january and you're in new england and you hate snow at that point you probably hate the month you were born in but that's okay. We understand. Um, I was just able to almost complete my uh, Funko Mystery Mini Nickelodeon collection, which took a lot longer than expected. And the reason why is beyond the like base level eight or nine characters that are in ev- that the possibilities to get are in every package. There was also three. St- Three stores that had three exclusives. So nine characters were exclusive to specific stores. Um, It was uh, Hot Topic, GameStop, and Toys R Us. Oh, my goodness. So each of those stores, you, you would buy up the mystery mini boxes in hopes to at least get the three exclusives of that store. Um, and, and then now you got to try to collect the rest of them. And I, I hate mist. I know there's people out there who like mystery boxes and really like those things. For somebody like me who just wants one of each figure, I, it's it's a pain. It's torture. Um the only times I bought them from stores, the the Nickelodeon ones, is when they were on clearance, so I could get a bunch for a a decent deal. So at that point, I would just buy up whatever and then and then pray that I get the characters I needed. And for everything that I've gotten from boxes I purchased, I didn't have a bad collection of them, but there was some some really big ones missing. And uh, and somebody online, I, I put up a, an in search of post in, in a Funko group I'm in and and somebody came in with the clutch and and sent me like eight figures of of what I needed. Now I'm down to three. And that's that's it. Um, three of the mystery minis. And of course, uh, a splattering of other like maybe five or six Funko products. 
and my uh, my collection is once again complete. Although it's never been complete because uh, at least two of those items are close to. Uh, you know, out of all the items I need, only one is is an exorbitant amount of money, and it's about a thousand dollars. Everything else is usually around a hundred. I think at most like a hundred and twenty. But when you're a uh, when you're an adult and you're paying mortgage and you're paying your credit card bills and you're paying condo fees and you have all these you know commitments you have to make uh spending a hundred dollars on a pop is is really like bottom of the barrel low in in the terms in, of importance so yeah but anyway one of the one of these days though the whole point is eventually i'll i'll sell enough or trade enough away to to get the ones i need so it's not a not a big deal they're older ones but uh but it's just super exciting to, to look up and, and see it. Um, since I got those mystery minis, because two of them I actually needed to start my uh, the Funko YouTube uh, uh, review series I've mentioned a few times on the show. So for those of this is the first time you're ever hearing about this, um, because of the near completion of, of my uh, collection of, of Nickelodeon Funko products, the cereals, the keychains... Um, I plan on making a series of videos reviewing each Nicktoon in order, like their set, how they, you know, how many products have been released, show them off, um, give a review, give suggestions. So I've been talking about this for a few months uh, since really the pandemic this year started. I was thinking about more video content I wanted to tackle, and that was one of them. Uh, but I wanted to get a few other pieces before starting that. So as of today, like the day I'm recording this intro, uh, I'm ready to go. So uh, I hope to at least get some of that footage done within the next two days. Um, and this is not a series that because there's a finite amount of shows, I'm not going to be in a rush to, to get each of these out. Ideally, one a month, possibly starting in October. Uh, so so keep an eye out on our YouTube channel for that. That's going to be right up on the uh, SpongePod Squarecast YouTube channel. All right, this episode, I am watching uh, I Was a Teenage Gary with Pizza Brian. Uh, Pizza Brian is an animator on the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated, and he was personally chosen for me on this episode, specifically because I guess Pizza Brian has a has a bit of a, of a creepy style to his art, and when this episode was coming up, uh, some of the people kind of running and uh, running the show over there and helping put things together, uh, Pizza Brian just like his name came up across my desk and saying, "Hey, this is someone you'd probably want to talk to." Uh, in regards to this episode. So so we have Pizza Brian on. Uh, so this episode of the show is sponsored by the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated. It is a complete bottom-to-top remake of the original SpongeBob SquarePants movie from 2004. Uh, all, vo- all new voice acting, all new animation, done by a ton of fans. If you'd like to be involved, please look them up on Twitter, look them up on YouTube. There's a Discord. I'm in that Discord. You can come meet me there, hang out. Out and and just have a blast and this is just all such a a nice thing for a bunch of fans to get together and do in honor of Steven Hillenburg and in honor of all the work any of anybody who has ever worked on SpongeBob to do it's a nice tribute so enjoy this conversation I have with Pizza Brian and then we watch I was a teenage Gary here on I'm ready a SpongeBob Squarecast.
Uh, alright, so, so, Pizza Brian, the, the, your name first came across my, my desk when these episodes were coming up, Scaredy Pants, and I was a teenage Gary, and I was told, this person makes, uh, kind of some animations that would fit very in tune with kind of the Halloween creepy aesthetic, uh, and, and as we were talking, you mentioned that you made animation already for, for Shrekfest. How did, uh, how did that come about? Uh, yeah, I uh, was talking with uh, my friend Diddy Dan, and I was saying like, "Hey, if you do, a, if you come up with something for Shrekfest, then I'll do an animation with you." And he did the voices, and I basically just like uh, cracked down on the uh, animation parts and animated it with uh, Blender. Was is that the first time you ever made an animation for for something like this, like an event? Uh, yeah, yeah, like a full uh, two three minute uh, CGI animation, I guess. Yeah, like absolutely. That's the first time I ever done like a full animation because I I actually didn't like a scenes before, like um, a scene for uh, Sonic Rebuilt, uh, but that was only like a few seconds, so. It wasn't like a full like animation, animation, you know. Sonic rebuilt. What what was that redoing? Uh, it was one of the old um, Sonic movies. Like it was like an old uh, Sonic anime. Oh, movie. it's it's the OVA, uh, the one that has knuckles yeah, and a, like a like a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, that scene. That, I right, actually that animated nice. that. I animated that scene, like, with uh, Knuckles in the cowboy hat. He's, like, flying around with uh, tails. That's crazy how that works out. Point out the one thing that you happen to be working, that you worked on. Well, uh, he's actually in a lot of scenes, uh, the Knuckles with the cowboy hat. He's, like, in a lot of, uh, like, half the movie, I think. See, I really, know. I haven't seen it in... When I was younger, they had... Um, even back there, so there's a GameStop in town, but before it was a GameStop, it used to be a place called Funko Land, which was kind of more retro games, a mix of new games and retro games. And I remember going in at the time, I forgot, maybe I was like 10 or 11, and they had Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, and it was the DVD. Um, bought it, and I watched it that one time, and of course I've seen clips here and there since then. But yeah, I only watched it that once, so I, I always thought Knuckles wasn't in it as much, so I guess I, I need to rewatch the the old school one. Yeah, I've never heard of Funko Land or. I, I think that was a Northeast type. I, every every part of the country has their own uh, mom and pop like retro game company. It seems like once in a while it'll be uh, just one store. Other times I think there's multiples. So there was a couple of Funko Lands up here, but they were all bought out by GameStop. Yeah, there... Does this have anything to do with, like, Funko Pops? Or... No, no, no. This was way before... I mean, Funko was a company, but it was spelled uh, F-U-N-C-O, Funko Land. I don't yeah. know the reason behind the name, um, but the one weird thing is our mall here in, uh, in Enfield had two video game stores. We had an EB Games, and we had a Funko Land, and GameStop bought both companies within a year from each other. So there was this one year where there was two GameStops in the same mall. And it's not a big mall. It's it's a one-floor mall with, like, two GameStops within, like, 100 feet of one another. Uh, and then, of course, one of them shut down, but, but that's a... Uh... 
that's history now. Um, how long have you been working on animation for? Like, when did you when did you first start making your own kind of animation? Uh, in CGI, I would say um, after Sonic um, Rebuilt. Um, actually, I started a little before that, but I think Sonic Rebuilt was the first time that I sort of got the style of uh, CGI that I kind of use right now. But before that, were you working in in other digital animation, or was Sonic uh, just Rebuild? Blunder, just Blunder. Okay, all right. I've never I've never worked in any of uh, I, I obviously Doodle and whatnot in the iPad, um, but the whole CG animation I have never tackled whatsoever. So it's super impressive for me to to talk to you about that. Oh wait, I actually had I actually had an app called uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called One Two Three D Sculpt. I have not and heard of that. It's like a... They took it down from the App Store, but it's basically like a, a sculpting app that you... It was a free sculpting app for... That you could download on your iPad, and you could just, like, sculpt a bunch of crazy characters. And that's, like, a really good app, but I don't know why they took it down, but... Uh, yeah, I guess I'm the only person who has the app left, or whatever. Well, that's, that's good, because you're still working in that, right? Like... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I usually just sculpt in Blender now, but I, th I think it is kind of a nice novelty thing to have uh, the app, even though I'm the only one left that has it. But you know, maybe in the f in the distant future, when they they're looking for old apps, I could like sell the uh, the iPad. For like a good uh, auction price or something. <laughs> there you go. Like, I I still have a PS4 with a PT downloaded onto it, and that's a. I remember when they took that off of the PlayStation Store, uh, the prices for PlayStations that weren't factory reset that still had PT downloaded was were going through the roof. So. What's PT? Uh, <laughs> when uh, so. Years ago, um, Hideo Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear Solid, he was working at Konami, and they just kind of during their E3 conference mentioned that you can download this this PT this game called PT for free. So when you download it, it's like a 25 to 30 minute long um, like first person horror. Adventure. You're going down this single hallway, and every time you get to a door, you kind of repeat the process, and there's different levels you have to go down, and it's super creepy. And by the end, you get told that it's it's going to be a new Silent Hill game called Silent Hills, starring um, uh, the dude from Walking Dead, Norman Reedus. So it was this big, big event, this game that they made. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a mo few months later, Hideo Kojima was fired from Konami, he was let go, and so they ripped that from the PlayStation Store. So if you happen to still have that game that, like, demo downloaded, you can still play it and whatnot. But, yeah, they ripped it from the store, and it was so popular that, uh, that yeah, that's why PlayStations that still had that downloaded would go for crazy prices online, at least at the time. I don't know if it still holds that much weight since fans have remade it in other mediums, but uh, so the, the name PT is called Playable Teaser. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was. It's super interesting, super creepy. I, you know, every near Halloween, I'll I'll play it and whatnot. Um, when did you now? 
we're we're all talking about SpongeBob here. When did you first get involved with SpongeBob? Like, what was your earliest memory of of SpongeBob? Earliest memory, huh? I, yeah, I think it was my favorite show uh, growing up. So, yeah, everyone at my school watched it. Uh, everyone I know has seen SpongeBob, obviously. So it is such like a big uh, show. Well, of course, and, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, and that was my favorite show. And it still is to this day? The two shows that, as a kid, I think that I really liked the most were Spongebob and uh, Jimmy Neutron. And uh, Jimmy Neutron was, uh, like, the first uh, CGI show that I got really into. Jimmy Neutron uh, is so underrated, I feel like. Um, you think so? I, I do. I mean, it does have its fans, but I just felt it didn't get as much fanfare as other shows did. Um, and I think it's a show that could be continued today and you wouldn't see, you wouldn't have to make many changes to it. I think it's a timeless show. Yeah, that's a good point. They could do like a full reboot of the show if they wanted to. I've, they, I mean, there were, there's still rumblings to this day of Jimmy Neutron continuing. There's what? There's, there's rumblings. Uh, I spoke with a few few guys a couple years ago on my on my other podcast um who were actually able to pitch to nickelodeon an idea for a season four um and even though nickelodeon passed on it there have been certain things going on in the last couple months maybe to the last year of like little hints here and there from the creator and some of the stars that there seems to be something going on with jimmy neutron and and i don't know exactly what if it's a full revival of it, or if it's just going to be like a, you know, do another movie on Netflix like they've done with Zim and Rocco, but it, there seems to be something with Jimmy Neutron that, that is going to be happening. That's kind of interesting. Like, um, I, I kind of use that again. Um, the thing that I forgot about was uh, Planet Sheen. Like, I'm not sure how they're going to... Are they going to keep that tannin? Or, <laughs> like... I... Man, if I was the creator of that show and didn't have anything to do with Planet Sheen, I would, I would nix that idea. I would like start whatever movie or revival of somebody waking Sheen up and he's having a dream about being on another planet. Like, yeah, it's just all in his head. Yeah, I would do something like that. I tried watching the show. Um, I don't know what bothered me more. Uh, just it's, the, uh... I think the animation was just really, it felt cheaper. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, it did. It was all in his. Uh, it was all in his psyche. Sheen's uh, <laughs> disturbing imagination. Look, that's why there was a basically an alien Carl. And yeah, yeah, that 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 could be a good explanation, actually. You know, and I know what they were trying to do um, with with Carl there, and then the um, I think it's Mister Nesbit is his monkey friend who is basically supposed to be a a stand-in for Jimmy. They should have had. They should have had the voice actress of Jimmy voicing Mr. Nesbitt to connect that a yeah. little bit more. Maybe this is just how, like, uh, Sheen hears Jimmy in his mind. So, like, this is how Sheen, like, sees Jimmy and Just a monkey. Like, in sub- yeah, in his <laughs> subconscious. So, the, right, so yeah, the, the show didn't take place on an alien planet. It took place in Retroville, and it was just, that's how weird Sheen is. He just pictures everything yeah. as an alien planet. <laughs> 
<laughs> he pictures everything around him. I don't know. It was one of the moments watching that show. Um, I, I, I grew up in the 90s and, and mid-2000s, I was still enjoying everything on Nickelodeon. Danny Phantom, Jimmy Neutron, Fairly Odd Parents was, was still kicking. Uh, Avatar just came on. I was loving this. And when Planet Sheen dropped, it was a couple years after Avatar. And it was one of the first shows I watched on Nickelodeon that I really, from just beginning to end, didn't like. And I started maybe thinking, maybe it's just me being older now that I can't appreciate this as much. You know, all those other shows I got to see through kind of a, a younger mindset. And now that I'm older, but in the years since, I've just realized, no, that was just a not a very good show. Yeah. That's the reason you didn't like it, trust me. It wasn't because <laughs> you're all there, okay? Did you have any... So, other than Spongebob and Jimmy Neutron, so I'm going to guess you watched just a lot of Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I watched... Uh, well, just those two shows, honestly. Like, I can't really remember any other shows that... Uh, like, any other Nick shows... Oh, man. Or I watched Back at the Barnyard, I think. If you watched Jimmy Neutron, you had to have seen the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours, right? Come on. I think I saw that one. The or the one movie. I mean, one movie I, I, with, uh... if it's just the first one, that's fine because the the other two kind of there's three of them total, but the the second and third one are kind of wishy washy in quality. I didn't know there were two more. I, I just thought there was one. Oh, my goodness. I'm blowing your mind right now. Uh, the second one, each each one you get to see more characters in the different art styles. So the the second one, you actually get to see Cosmo and Wanda in Jimmy's world. And uh, and by the end, you get to see Jorgen von Strangle in Jimmy's world. Um, Jimmy and all of his friends go over to the Fairly Odd Parents world. And uh, even Professor Calamitous from Jimmy Neutron. Um it's okay. I like the second one. The third one, though, is very, is very strange. It's uh, mainly about Jimmy and Timmy going, "Oh, we're actually pretty good friends. Let's create a villain together because we're tired of helping out each other destroy each other's villains." Uh, and then that villain obviously just becomes far too powerful and um, and kind of like combines the universes together. It sounds cool. It's it's still good, yeah, I, but it's definitely not as good. I think I remember that. See, there you I go. Think I remember that. It's in, the, it's in the deep recesses of your mind of those, like, maybe you didn't like it, and you were like, ah, I'm going to forget about this. Yeah, no, I, I, watched, I watched a long time ago, so I think I remember all three of them just as, like, one clump. Or did, just, like, one episode. Did you um? Did you ever watch anything on from Cartoon Network, any shows from there? Uh, I I used to watch a lot of uh, Amazing World of Gumball like when it first came out until like the last season. So I watched like the whole thing. I think. Yeah, I was. Um, there was a point in time where I still had cable when I was with my parents, and I would catch Gumball and regular show and Adventure Time. Once I moved and just had internet, I didn't pay for cable. I the only show I really kept up with from there was regular show. Um, but I enjoyed Gumball and I, it feels like in the years since I stopped watching it, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. And I know it just recently ended, but I feel like there's still such a massive fan base for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a good show. I liked a lot of the episodes there. 
Yeah, I love the the mixing of of different animation styles, and it's kind of like going back to SpongeBob too. I love when they have those moments where there's something dip, like when Hans's hand comes in off frame, or when they have yeah, yeah, the fish reporter. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, when there's just something that doesn't fit, it, it it it's always good visual comedy for me. Um, now I'm gonna guess like with all this creepy stuff. Uh, that's going on. This, you know, the episodes we're watching. Do you do you like horror? Is that something that that is in your wheelhouse? Is that you, you enjoy? I like Halloween, but I don't really like horror. That's like fair. My favorite, my favorite holiday is Halloween. Oh, see, same I, here by by a large mile. You think so? Yeah, we're both Halloweeners. We're we both like Halloween. <laughs> I just the the idea of. I just loved the, the creativity of it. The creativity of dressing yeah. up the, when you're out and about and you're seeing other people's costumes, seeing ones that are bought and created, seeing people decorate their homes, um, haunted houses that are, are built out of people's garages and things like that. It just feels like so much effort goes in and you can be limitless with your creativity, whereas something like Christmas, it's very structured. You know, there's the lights, there's Santa, there's reindeer, there's a snowman, and there's not much more you can do beyond that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I get what you're saying. Like, it, I, I think it's just something I feel deep down, us creative people just can appreciate something like Halloween a little bit more than, than most other holidays. I think I like it more for the uh, nostalgia. Like, um... Going out trick or treating and stuff, you know. What was your What was your favorite Halloween costume we ever wore? Uh the Mario, uh, Super Mario. Costume. There you go. Did you have anybody dress up as Luigi with you? Uh no, it was just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what other people wore, honestly. Do you have um, a Do you have a least favorite? You? Um, my favorite costume. Probably it's so standard, but probably Batman. I had oh, this. Batman. Yeah, at some point in high school, I bought, I saved up some money and bought this really nice Batman suit. That wasn't. It was a little bit more expensive than what you would find at like a store to buy costumes. And I used to wear that every every Halloween at like school and whatnot. Um, I can't think of any other costume that I wore multiple times, so that one has to be my favorite. Do you have a a least favorite Halloween costume you wore or just one that you kind of cringe at? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say any one is like particularly more uh, worth uh, cringing at because they're all just like silly costumes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's, I know it's, it's, I mean, it, it's tough to go. I think it would be tough to go back uh, to think about a costume that at the time you, you, weren't proud of because i i mentioned in last week's episode my my least favorite was a was i was a digimon this one year um and looking back at it now i'm like that was just a terrible costume but at the time i thought it was the greatest thing ever a digimon okay (laughs) it was really big at the time and i i can't tell you what other costumes i saw at the store that day but i zero in on that one and thought like this was it and even my father at the time was like all right i guess if you want and uh, and it didn't take too much longer afterwards. I think it might have been a year or two after where I maybe came across that costume again and was like, that that was a terrible idea. 
But hey, I was a kid and it was popular and at the time um I think it was just the design of the character. I don't want to down on Digimon totally cuz I love Digimon, but definitely it was not a good uh good costume design. Um now before we get into uh, I was a teenage Gary season 1 of SpongeBob. Do you do you have a lot of memories of the the first season. Do you have anything uh, that sticks out? Like, do you have a favorite episode from that season? I actually don't remember the first season very well, but uh, when I went back to watch this, I didn't really remember um, episode until I watched it. Yeah, I didn't remember anything. So. Yeah, it's it's one of those episodes uh, because it's attached to Scaredy Pants. It's just it's one of those unfortunate episodes that you don't get to see often until. Halloween time when they want to air Scaredy Pants. You know, um, it gets lost in time. Kind of like the the paper, which is attached to Valentine's Day. So other than the first time that premiered, it would pretty much wait until like around Valentine's Day where they would play that episode. And then the second one, you just wouldn't get to see that often. Yeah, I I think it's just because it like, happened like a long time ago. So I just don't really remember things that... like. Super collecting oh, dust. That's fine. Hey, it collects dust, but now we have access to these just at the at the click of a button. Um, so before we get into I Was a Teenage Gary, we're going to take a, a quick break, and then we're going to come back and watch it. 2,000 years later. All right, and we're back. Uh, before we get into I Was a Teenage Gary, I completely forgot to ask you, how did you get involved with the, the SpongeBob movie Rehydrated? Like, How did that come about? I wanted to do another reanimation after Sonic Rebuilt, so I went on to a server that was like for reanimation, a reanimation station, if you will. And then I uh, found the uh, SpongeBob uh, rehydrated. Then I jumped on with that. Was it? Did you have? Uh, I'm guessing you were a fan of the SpongeBob movie. Did you have a scene in that movie that you really wanted to to reanimate in your style? Uh, not specifically, but I found the scene, and I like the scene that I got, you know? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, it has, it has a good joke in it, I think, or whatever, <laughs> a good jest. I mean, that's 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 really good, because I when I was a teacher, I used to, I used to teach the kids, uh, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. So I couldn't imagine, I, I just figured... The, the chances like of having one scene in the movie, the chances of getting that exact scene would probably be slim. But I'm glad you got something that you yeah enjoy like that still had a good joke that you were able to enjoy. Um, how's that process been animating that? Uh, you know I, I kind of like um, stopped animating to animate the um, Shrek Fest thing, uh, which took a while. But no. Uh, now I'm on the scene where like the um it's the one with the old lady so she turns into like a a slime thing and then like a monster tongue or whatever so I have to figure out how to animate the um slime morphing or whatever I oh, see that's that's a, it's, I I couldn't even help you at all in that situation um I've never animated before uh, but the this is weird. That giant red fish thing is actually a uh, a frogfish. I just quickly looked it up because I'm I knew it was some kind of animal. Um, yeah, I, it's 
it seems to be a hybrid. It's a hybrid of two kind of animals, but it's mostly a, uh, a frogfish. Of course, an actual frogfish is not going to have an old lady in its mouth to entice oh, okay. people driving by. Yeah, it actually does look like the um, uh, thing from SpongeBob. Yeah, pretty... Uh, as much as I love SpongeBob and I love the ocean, I am absolutely terrified of it, especially when you get to deeper levels of the ocean where it just seems like the creatures just get more and more uh, creepy and just the designs are incredibly insane down there. <laughs> the designs of I, the, uh, the designs characters of the, in the, <laughs> the fish. Um, so yeah, uh, we are going to be watching I Was a Teenage Gary. If you would like to follow along, we both have the episode right at the uh, beginning of the title card. And as long as you are ready, I am ready. Which is also the name of the show. Uh, it, so you want me to like pull up the episode or something? If you'd like. If not, no problem. I can. We can just talk about it as it's going on. Um, okay. I mean, you could share screen or something, right? Though. Or. Um, there's no way for me to do that right now. But oh, okay. you just said you recently watched it, so you you have some. And this I, part I, I can cut out. out, so. All right. I know it's not. And we're starting this now. All right, so I was a teenage Gary. Um, after watching it, you said you had no recollection of this episode. What was the first thought you had when you finished it? Uh, I thought it was, I was um, pretty funny, pretty interesting. Did it? kind of awaken up in the the back of your head as as something you remembered happening like that episode i think i remember the part where uh patrick throws the boot and he says will you climb up and then he like throws chucks the boot at the squidward snail oh yeah right at the the end is just one of those legendary uh endings to a spongebob episode it's one that i think for a while people were parents had it had a problem with i don't know there was a, a weird thing going on where I, there was just an end to the episode that a, a part of it existed and then didn't exist um but it's weird in this episode squidward doesn't seem to recognize gary at some point uh even though he has interacted with gary in previous episodes including culture shock where he introduces gary to the audience doesn't recognize him? Yeah, yeah, there's a point in the episode where he just doesn't recognize Gary at all. Oh yeah, he calls him like, um, what's his name? He calls him like a different name or something, I think. Yeah, um, so there was, so one of the, the big mysteries of this episode is that apparently in the original airing of the show, there was a scene that showed Squidward's transformation to a snail. Um, now at well, some point there was a, there, all these disputes going on in, in the mid 2010s about this supposed deleted scene. Um, a YouTuber named nineties, give me goosebumps was able to confirm that the scene was false. Um, who, yeah, that doesn't seem like something that, uh, is real because it's kind of implied that he transforms into a snail when, uh, the snail uh, plasma 
it's stuck in his like arm or something. Uh, it's stuck in his nose, right? Right. Stuck at the in end his nose, there. yeah. That's um, I mean. So '90s Give Me Goosebumps actually had an original airing of the episode that was recorded, um, and which I guess on that night, Lori Beth Denberg from all that was was I guess a host of of whatever was going on and introduced that episode as brand new. So. Clearly, anybody, if you ever hear that online, that there's a, a deleted scene in this episode, it's completely false. Which is, uh, which is, has been an issue. I love that Patrick in this part, and and when he busts through SpongeBob's house, he creates a star shape of him, and then also then he busts through the bus. Then busts through the bus with his shape too. It's that kind of humor. I really like. That kind of joke, I don't think they would use in a current season. Uh, they just, in these early seasons, they just used a lot of visual gags, slow humor like that. Nothing that really has to be highbrow, and, and that's the kind of humor I miss. I I mean, I, I haven't really watched any of the recent episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I stopped a while ago as well. I don't think the jokes are good in the new ones, honestly. I didn't. They just have like weird faces, and that's like only jokes. I think nowadays. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I didn't stop watching intentionally. Like I had mentioned, when I when I got rid of cable, when I just had no cable anymore, it was a lot harder to keep up with newer stuff. So I couldn't watch it live. Um, and with other shows that I was kind of keeping track of, SpongeBob became one that, uh, as, even though I love the character unconditionally, I was just not paying attention to newer episodes of the show. But that was kind of the crux to make this podcast, because I know eventually I'm going to get to episodes I've never watched, and I'd kind of like to give my first impressions live. But I love I love the visual eight, the visual idea that Squidward dumps this week's worth of snail food in the kitchen and then is trying to like shovel it into Gary's face. Yeah. Then uh Gary's like all shriveled up because he forgets to like drink water. Yeah, I think it was just water, it wasn't even a food thing. Um and then of course yeah, he... Squidward having to eat a week's worth of snail food. <laughs> Like, how does he, like, forget to drink water for, like, three days and then just get, like, all shriveled up? It's, like, such a weird, like... Gary kind of looks like an old man. Like, the, with the yeah. shriveling, he just looks really old. Um, an elderly uh, snail. This is an episode I really love because it's something where Squidward himself... I, I kind of like these episodes where Squidward kind of, he does something wrong and he realizes he's done something wrong and tries to make amends with it. Like, he's not that bad of a guy. I think if he was a bad guy, he would have not even cared that Gary was almost looking deceased. <laughs> yeah, like... uh a rumply old uh, raisin with a uh, shriveled uh, skin and popping. <laughs> um, so um, now, so now we have Squidward, uh, SpongeBob not wanting to to hit Gary with the plasma and asking Squidward to do it. Which, once again, nice guy Squidward helping out SpongeBob, helping out Gary. 
The doctor didn't help at all. He was just like, oh, here's this plasma. And it, Gary didn't even need the plasma. Gary just needed water. The doctor gives them, like, plasma that turns people into snails. Yeah, this then super weird. Like, oh. oh, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm squeamish. <laughs> he's a doctor. Yeah. I've That's actually, I had a doctor once. I needed to get blood drawn. And I had a doctor once who didn't want to do the, like, he was openly saying, like, yeah, I don't do anything with needles. I'm having the nurse come in and do that. And I thought it was so bizarre. Yeah, that ha- is really bizarre. To like, have a doctor, which I imagine he would have had to have used a needle a few times in his life to get to where he is. But just to hear that as a patient was not, I was not a needle fan anyway. So to already hear that a doctor didn't want to do it, I got worried. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of weird. He's he's uh he's like the doctor in the show, I guess. <laughs> Just like nope, I'm not doing anything. Oh, uh, I, I get squeamish. Yeah. Oh no no no! no. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped going to that guy. Uh, and then here's here's SpongeBob tasting the snail food and eating it. Um, I guess it's the only time I can ever really ask this question to make sense. Have you ever tried an animal's food at all, like a tree or anything? Even by accident? Uh, (laughs) Right. I don't think so. It's never happened to me, but I've had friends and family who have accidentally either... um, My grandfather, when he was living with my mother, um, he was was very immobile. He he just liked sitting in his chair. He liked watching the the Red Sox. That was about it. Um, He didn't really get his own food. He had either a visiting nurse or my mother or myself help him get him food. Well, I guess there was this one day where he was kind of hungry, so he went to the kitchen and grabbed um, a can out of the kitchen, out of the fridge, and it was the dog's food. Um, It wasn't like an obvious brand like Alpo or something. It was like a specialty food or whatnot. So when my mother came home and went to go give our dog, you know, some food, the can was missing. So she goes into the living room and there's my grandfather with the can sitting next to him on the table. And she's like, uh, did, did you eat what was in that can? And he was like, yeah, that was meat pudding. It was good. And she was like, no, that's the dog's food. And he looks at the can and he's like staring at it and reading, like, you know, seeing a little picture of a dog and going, oh, well, it was pretty good. Puts the can down, and and my mom made sure, like, I can't buy this brand again because he's going to eat it. He's going to eat the dog food. I guess dogs have, like, a closer diet to a human than, like, a cat, I guess. Only by, like, a small margin. Yeah, there's something. I don't know. The the smell, I don't think I could could try an animal's food. Uh, Yeah. It just the smell of it, at least from the food I've ever given, um, like dogs and cats. Especially I, not like a cat's food. Yeah, like, I have a rabbit who eats like these pellets with uh, sunflower seeds in them. I, I'm sure one pellet wouldn't hurt me, but I don't want to turn into a rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like the um, like these snails or whatever. I love that SpongeBob his turning into a snail his square pants end up becoming the the shell for him. And then Squidward just grows a new shell. 
Well, I, I think he, f I'm guessing he found one somewhere, which is just super weird. So here we see Squidward coming up with the, uh, with the, the needle, I guess, or the plasma in his nose. And here we are having them sing outside, all snails. Um, it's super creepy. I mean, it's just one of those, it's funny, but it is kind of creepy that because of you get stuck with plasma, you're turning into a snail. And who knows for how long, if it's for one night, if it's for a couple days, Yeah, there's also like a there's kind of a few uh, weird parts at the beginning of the episode I think too, where uh, Squidward uh just like uh finally a moment finally a moment's peace away from these guys and <laughs> he takes the he spends his entire three day the implied j joke when it says three days later is that he spends his entire three day weekend. Like sitting out in the sun and just like frying, turning... he's frying. Uh, his skin like goes from blue to like completely brown, and uh, it it and the, the implied joke is that it doesn't do anything else except sit in the sun for three days. No, that's literally. I think Squidward gets a pass on being lazy simply because Patrick exists but if Patrick was not a part of this episode Squidward would definitely have the have the trophy for laziest creature in Bikini Bottom because but he he does like um, he does like uh, he wrote that one orchestra in that one episode or whatever and, oh that uh, is true so yeah he you'd think he would like go inside and like focus on his like uh artworks and stuff well that's but it's so funny because i when i get time off from work or like extra time off or i take a vacation i have like all these ideas planned like i'm gonna get this video for the podcast done and i'm gonna do these three things and i'm gonna do this painting and i'm gonna get all this art and i do what squidward does i have three days off and i end up just sleeping almost the entire time or just being a complete lazy lazy fool uh, like sitting and frying in the sun. Uh, <laughs> I I hate the heat. I would not be out there, but uh, certainly I completely understand Squidward's stance out there. Um, man, uh, so that that was I was a teenage Gary. One of one of the most outlandish episodes, honestly, in the first season. Um, Definitely a good mix with Scaredy Pants there as a great Halloween episode uh, to, to show people. Um, one, one of the just, sh honestly, one of the shining examples of the first season and how just kind of goofy it can be in in a very early part of the series. Um, Pizza Brian, thank you for, for being on this episode of the show. Uh, congratulations on all of your all of your hard work and and i can't wait to see what you have to to show for for the spongebob movie rehydrated and i'll definitely have to check out your uh your shrek fest animation oh well uh thanks for having me man no is that uh now is that shrek fest animation is that uh public for the for for youtube as well like anyone can watch that uh it will be public after the Shrekfest uh, 2020 online, which is uh, September 29th, uh, or no, September 19th, September 19th on the 3GI Twitch, I think. Perfect. Where you can watch it air live.
Perfect. So anybody listening, please go and check out Pizza Brian's animation for uh, for Shrek Fest, and then definitely keep your eyes peeled for his animation in the SpongeBob movie Rehydrated. Uh, so thank you again for being on the show, Pizza Brian. Awesome. Uh, have a good one, man. Ah!